0: Now that the SpaceX Crew Dragon has successfully launched into orbit, the skies have opened up for even more of NASA's upcoming plans, as well as for a new era of commercial spaceflight. But SpaceX CEO Elon Musk is set on a bigger goal, building a city on Mars. With lofty ambitions that literally live outside of this world, Musk's vision has seen its fair share of critics. Legendary filmmaker Werner Herzog recently compared the idea to a biblical plague echoing a growing sentiment that Mars colonization is unequivocally a mistake. However, Elon Musk has a bold new message for doubters, Mars or bust. Welcome to the Abstract Podcast from Inverse. I'm Tanya Bustos, your host. Our first story is about how the SpaceX Crew Dragon successfully launched with four astronauts on board. A crucial step toward CEO Elon Musk's goal of a city on Mars by 2050. The historical feat paves the way for the future of space travel. Our second story is about the growing pushback toward future Mars colonization. As some ask whether humanity should keep our planet habitable instead of trying to conquer another one, famed film director Werner Herzog issues a stark warning to Elon Musk. Don't be like the locusts. This is The Abstract, a look at the latest scientific discoveries and technology innovations from the reporters at Inverse. In each episode, we explore a single theme through two different stories. Up now, designed to help NASA send astronauts to and from the International Space Station, the SpaceX Crew Dragon pulls off a historic launch. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. And resilience rises. Not even gravity contains humanity when we explore as one for all. Overcoming weather delays and brief technical difficulties, SpaceX officially carried four astronauts into orbit. The Crew Dragon capsule hosted its first non-test crewed launch Sunday, November 15th, as the Crew-1 mission launched at 7.27 p.m. Eastern Time from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Following the launch... The Falcon 9 booster successfully landed on the just-read-the-instructions drone ship. And I believe we've had a touchdown on the drone ship. We've got stage one has touched down on the drone ship. Then Crew Dragon was separated from Falcon 9's second stage to make its way to the space station for its very first operational mission. And separation confirmed. You can see that second stage departing, Crew Dragon leaving it behind. The Crew Dragon spacecraft, named Resilience by its four-person crew, Docked with the International Space Station at 11.01 p.m. Eastern Time the following Monday, the crew of NASA astronauts, Mike Hopkins, Victor Glover, and Shannon Walker, and JAXA astronaut, Siochi Noguchi, will stay on the station for six months. Their experiences could form future missions like the Crew-2 launch expected in early 2021. Let's get right into it. Joining us now is Inverse's Mike Brown, who covers all things SpaceX and can help fill us in. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so how would you assess the launch in terms of how smoothly it went? Obviously, it was a huge feat. It got the public excited in a way that it hasn't been in a very long time. But as far as launches go, how smoothly do you think Things panned out. It
1: was a success. You know, it was a successful liftoff. I suppose if I was being uh, critical, any uh, launch that has some uh, minor issues or uh, technical uh, problems, I don't know if it can be considered a uh, completely flawless, perfect mission. Um, but it all went to plan. These things do happen. Uh, we did see that slight delay, but you know that's absolutely fine. It did. It did launch, and the uh, capsule docked with the ISS as expected, and. I think that's that's really what uh, SpaceX and NASA are aiming for, you know, uh, safety is their priority and uh, they want to make sure if there's any issues that get those resolved, they did all get resolved and it did, uh, you know, fly up as expected. And that's really the main thrust of the uh, commercial crew program.
0: In a lot of ways, this is just the beginning. It sets the stage for future missions. So what happens now? Where Where do things go from here?
1: Yeah. So what happens after this? Basically, uh, the Crew Dragon has now completed its first non-test crewed flight. After this, we're looking at uh, Crew 2. I believe it's about 2021. We can expect that. That will send up four astronauts, including uh, perhaps the first from the European Space Agency, so uh, so we had the first from uh, Japan's agency JAXA in this previous flight. Then after that we're looking at uh, Crew-3. We don't know too much about that one so much. So those are the two NASA missions that are coming up. We also have an interesting uh, Axiom space mission coming up, uh, which could involve private citizens being sent up, so that would be a first for SpaceX. So it's not just NASA launches that we're seeing for the future. This mission sets us up for a big expansion of uh, you know, all different people that could go to space.
0: And again, maybe it's timing and circumstances, but the public really is excited about this. What is it about the Crew Dragon? Why has it come to symbolize this big step forward in human spaceflight the way that it has? Because there is a lot going on in this space, yet this seems to have really struck a chord.
1: I think it's impressive the uh, steps that have been taken by a uh, commercial third party for sending people into space. And this really sort of symbolizes the uh, emerging new space race that we have. You know, back in the 60s, it used to be, uh, you know, the Americans and the Soviets, these national agencies uh, vying for dominance. But now it's a uh, much more sort of multipolar with all these uh, new private companies, uh, sometimes working in combination with those existing national agencies. The SpaceX Crew Dragon really sort of shows some of the biggest results we have seen from this so far.
0: It's all true. Head to Inverse.com, to read more of Mike's coverage. He will cover it all as it all happens, as he does. Thank you so much, Mike. Great. Thank you very much. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk has a plan to send the first humans to Mars in the mid-2020s using the underdevelopment Starship rocket. Once they get there, Musk wants to build out a self-sustaining million-strong city by 2050. However, famed film director Werner Herzog tells Inverse there's a massive flaw in Musk's plan.
1: very important for us to have reasons to
0: be excited about life. Like when you wake up in the morning, it can't just be about problems. It's got to be more than that. You know, I think a future where you can say, "Hey, even if it's not you, there's, there's going to be people out there that're going to we can have a base on the moon, a city on Mars, maybe go further moons of Jupiter and everything." I think that's a very exciting future, and I think most people do. That was SpaceX CEO Elon Musk speaking during a December 2020 event in Berlin where he received the Axel Springer Award given to quote, outstanding personalities who are innovative in an extraordinary way, end quote. At the event, Musk maintained his commitment to colonizing Mars by 2050. During the ceremony, the CEO was asked in an onstage interview whether he would like to be buried on Mars the CEO reiterated a claim he's made throughout the years, that, yes, he wants to die on Mars. Just not an impact. <laughs> now listen, we're all going to die someday. If you're going to die someday, I'm like, OK, do you want to be buried on Mars with? I'm like, Mars sounds cool. Born on Earth, die
1: on Mars. That's, uh, you know, if you've got the choice.
0: During the event, Musk said he also was fairly confident the first humans would land on Mars in about six years' time. I'd say, if you say six years from
1: now, I think highly confident. Uh, if we get lucky, maybe four years. And then we want to try to send a uncrewed vehicle there in two years.
0: If Elon Musk is willing to spend his last days in his own planned Martian colony, it would serve as a strong rebuke to many of his critics. German director Werner Herzog, for one, who recently dismissed the idea of Mars colonization as a technological utopia and obscenity. He said this much to Inverse. We should go to Mars as a filmmaker or as a scientist. But Elon Musk, and I disagree with him, Elon Musk is talking about a vision of having millions of uh, humans settled and colonizing Mars. And I think this would be a mistake. We should rather look to make our planet or keep it inhabitable than making a completely uninhabitable Mars into something where we should settle. Here to talk more about the critiques, the pushback, and where the mission stands overall is Inverse's Mike Brown with more. Hey,
1: Mike. Hey, how are you doing?
0: Good. So on the podcast, we often talk about the ambitious timelines and the mission's progress. But throughout the years, what has the pushback looked like when it comes to this idea of Mars colonization?
1: So um, one of the uh, interesting kind of criticisms that came out out, about August last year was when Elon Musk sat down with uh, Jack Ma at a conference in Shanghai and um, Ma said that uh, Earth needs more heroes. Uh, We need more people on Earth kind of solving the planet's problems. We don't need to be, uh, you know, sort of venturing off to find new places. And then more recently, we've had uh, director Werner Herzog, who um, said to Inverse that he uh, he dismisses this uh, technological utopia. Uh, he says it's an obscenity and uh, humanity should not be like the uh, locust, you know, using up all the resources of a planet and then moving on to the next place. So he was, uh, he was very uh, strong against this idea. And Musk came out and said that he would choose to uh, die on the planet if he had the choice between uh, dying on Mars or Earth. He says, like, uh, you know, Mars sounds cool. Born on Earth, die on Mars. He's, he's said this a few times before. It's, it's kind of interesting to see that this uh, he's, he's sticking to this uh, position, uh, even as we have these uh, kind of critics showing up.
0: Where do you think the public stands? You know, We hear a lot from enthusiasts and critics alike, and perhaps there are a whole bunch of floaters in the middle who haven't given the matter much thought. But how would you rate the overall sentiment? Do we as a public want to go to Mars as badly as some of the forces behind this big idea?
1: I think that's a good question. And it really depends on uh, how the Mars City is uh, publicized, should we say, or advertised. Musk has spoken before about how uh, you could sell your home and move to Mars. Um, And we spoke to uh, an economist last year that explained that that kind of makes Mars a uh, luxury ticket item. Um, So it's, you know, it's about offering these people that can afford to go uh, something very special. And you're kind of going to be giving up the uh, comforts of life on Earth to go and do that. So, it kind of becomes this question of, uh, well, if you're rich enough to go, uh, would you really want to give all that up and uh, leave behind Earth?
0: So as it does, the timeline has shifted in terms of the end game. As of late, how would you assess where we stand in terms of the ultimate Mars goal and how are things going?
1: Yeah. So uh, back in 2017, for the past few years, uh, Musk has been saying uh, 2024 is the ambition. Um, At this point, it seems like he's uh, sort of pushed it back a little bit, like admitting that 26 is more realistic. You have to uh, wait until the next time that Mars is uh, close enough to make that trip. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's now suggesting maybe about six years from now. Um, so, that seems to be uh, the latest. And uh, of course, we've seen the uh, Starship project going on and that would be the rocket that would take humans to Mars. And uh, I guess the, uh, the progress on that front and uh, looking at all the other factors, uh, 2026 is maybe seeming like the uh, more realistic goal at this stage.
0: Mike covers all things SpaceX, Mars mission, Elon Musk, etc. at Inverse.com. You can follow all his coverage there. Thanks a lot, Mike. Great. Thank you very much. Head to inverse.com to read more about all things Mars City and find the links in the show notes for all stories we talked about today. If you agree that science and facts matter more than ever, give us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find The Abstract and other podcasts like it. New episodes of The Abstract are released three times a week. Find old episodes and more original reporting on science, innovation, culture, and entertainment at inverse.com. Got something to say? Email us at theabstract at theabstract.inverse.com with any questions, suggestions, story ideas, and anything else on your mind. Look for The Abstract Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast app you use. For Inverse, I'm Tanya Bustos. Thanks for listening.